Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. That's your address, Helen. (laughs) (laughs) But Matt and Helen, look, after our rousing and robust chat a few weeks ago about all things mask, I thought I'd have another crack at being the older, stockier, less muscular version of Hamish McDonald. And once again... Gamish. (laughs) 
<laughs> get us to tackle to the ground a few of life's more pressing issues. Yes, lovely listeners, this is where we attempt to right some of the wrongs and maybe even pick the scab of what's been troubling us before it starts to trouble you. Matt and Helen, welcome back to Q and Gay. Now, once again, could we be any more on the pulse than to have Kylie's new song as our segment theme? Oh, yeah, sure. No, we can't be more on the pulse. <laughs> That's us, <laughs> the grumpy gays, finger on the pulse. That's the one. Do you like it, Doug? Do you like Kylie's new song? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, it's fabulous. But but I did actually spoil it for myself the first time I heard it. Why? Well, if we have a little listen to this bit. Baby, I mistook the lyrics for in and out a sauna we can find our way. <laughs> it does actually sound like that, doesn't it? See, I'd have thought most Kylie fans would know their way around a sauna or two. <laughs> but but God knows it's been a while, so thanks Queen Kylie. <laughs> They're all shut. But anyway, listen, back to this evening's Q&A. Matt and Helen, while we don't like giving too much airtime to that pesky headline-grabbing virus here on the show, it is changing the way we work and socially interact. So I wanted to have a little chat about some of our experiences. Now, Helen, did you ever think you'd be spending so much time on camera? No, I can't say I did. And given my aversion to photographs being taken of me I I can't say you know the web meeting from that perspective is a real positive for me right and Matt what about yourself any views on the zeitgeist of zoom well actually it's a very interesting topic this week because because I, uh-huh. I have a little bit of a story a friend of mine told me a story this week about some of the pitfalls of using this new technology. And let's face it, um, given the situation that we're in at the moment, we have been plunged into this world where we have to do all of our communication, work, social or otherwise, in a very different way, using tools that we're not used to using. So a friend of mine went for an interview this week. And of course, interviews these days are all by Zoom or Skype or whatever. Yep. And she was telling me about this interview. It was really awkward because you had two interviewers in two separate rooms on camera while she was being interviewed uh, on her computer. And she said uh, the etiquette was completely different than it would have been had she been in the room with these two people being interviewed. One of them yawned. (gasps) Very, very, very openly, right? How rude. Another one turned the camera off. (laughs) (laughs) And then another one, when the camera came back on, said, look, can you please answer in four lines or less? (gasps) (sighs) And I said, I'd have said I could do better than that. Bugger off. There you go. That's four words or less. (laughs) And then leaving, I I would have spun on my heel. I would have said, and I think you'll find it's fewer. (laughs) Look, I must admit, yes, I understand where the two of you are coming from. And that horrific story just is, you know, unbelievable, that, your friend's interview. But I must admit, I am all for these web meetings. Uh, They really tick all of my boxes. Ah, so to speak. Well, (laughs) thank you. So, many boxes. My my many boxes. So, one, no requirement for me to be in close proximity with any other person. Tick. Okay. We know you love that, Helen. Misanthrope. Two, ability to mute people mid sentence. Tick. (laughs) Something else. (laughs) Thank you. Three, 
ability to mute myself and scream profanities at the stupidity of people in the meeting. Okay, so when, so, 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 so when we're silent doing this, Doug, you know what she's doing in the background? <laughs> Four, ability to turn my camera off and gesticulate in completely inappropriate ways at the stupid people who I'm having the meeting with. I Until you realise see... the camera's still on. Uh, look, I'm sorry. I can only see an upside to all of this. <laughs> but you see, but you see, there you go. There is the pitfall. Because if I'm sitting in an interview, you're nervous enough as it is, right? You're trying to put your best foot forward. And if the interviewer turns off the camera, I now know what they're doing, Helen. <laughs> they are gesticulating <laughs> at my complete stupidity. Only me. Only if I was the interviewer. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. But Matt, you raise a very interesting point, and I'm wondering, have either of you ever lied and said that your camera wasn't working because you couldn't be bothered to make yourself look presentable? Matthew, Const- we're looking at you. Constantly. And actually, or we're what? not. <laughs> yeah, constantly. And do you know what? It's not because I can't be bothered. It's because I can't make myself look presentable. <laughs> <laughs> And what about the background, though? Like, have you? do you feel a little bit judged and sort of have you put some extra things in your background, say, for example, some additional plants, some more books of a highbrow nature, no. or even moved some art so that you're giving your colleagues a better impression of your home? Yes, I do. I sit on the sofa and I have a uh, 100% original portrait painted by Picasso behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have my bookshelf directly behind me with my collection of, of very highbrow books. So, but that was there to begin with. Mm. So I can't say I'm doing it for the meeting. And let's but... face it, Dick can still climb higher than Jane. But um... <laughs> <laughs> now, I also had a situation recently, right? So talking about people turning their cameras off. Right. Um, so we had a regional meeting. So you had people dialing in from all different countries around the region. Mm-hmm. And most people had their cameras off except for the guy leading it. And halfway through his presentation, someone farted. <gasps> Very audibly. And then it became a game on, like, Messenger, the Who Farted game. You know, like, we're trying to figure out where it was, which region it was coming from. (laughs) But can you imagine if that that thing on Zoom, though, where it lights up as to who's speaking, that would have actually shown, like, like celebrity squares. Who farted? Was it Australia, New Zealand, or was it Emerging Asia? So, yeah, camera on, camera off. I don't actually buy into this whole thing where companies at the moment are insisting that their employees turn the camera on. I don't think they should be laying down the law with regards to that because, you know, we are in a unique situation here where we're working from home. And I've got another thing. It doesn't just extend to workplace practices. So just to open the horizons a little bit for my mum and dad, uh, we bought them a a tablet. Okay. So uh, they would be able to receive calls and have a video call. And I've got to say, it's been great because I have seen more of my parents' ceiling over the last two weeks than I've seen my parents. (laughs) Fabulous. Douglas, I believe you had a milestone birthday recently. Run us through how you celebrated the beginning of your gay dotage. Oh, thank you for raising that, Matthew. That's so nice. Yes, Matthew, I did indeed have a milestone birthday. And it is actually unfortunate that this is radio because when I tell you what age I was, listeners will not believe it if they could see me. I <laughs> hit, I, I'd look great, um, to be fair. It's funny I'd... because I take one look at you, Doug, and I think December just comes into my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in May. Um, so anyway, look, I did have a milestone birthday and um, I was meant to be overseas. I was meant to be doing wonderful things all over Europe for my birthday. It was all planned. It was all lovely. It was all marvellous. And none of that could happen. So what I did instead was I frankly created a bit of a television type set with pots of tea, lots of 
flowers, a big balloon 50 sign, loads of red velvet, and a big, big, big tray of cakes, copious bottles of champagne. And I sat for 15 hours and drank champagne and ate cake for my 50th birthday. It was absolutely fabulous. Although it was all a little bit like, are you on the guest list? Because when Helen and I tried to dial in, Helen kept texting me saying, he's not letting me in. He's not letting me in. And I said, well, Helen, are you on the guest list? It all became, it all just became a little bit fraught. But but all I can say is it was absolutely fabulous. But thank goodness that we dialed in early, Helen, because can you imagine 15 hours later, stunned mullet, four bottles of champagne. You don't want to be there. <laughs> Honestly, it was this red set and it did look like I'd actually helped out some of the ladies of the night in Melbourne by borrowing one of their sweets because it did have the look of a bit of a, yeah, it did look a bit brothel-esque. And let's face it, Matthew, that red velvet that we saw when we zoomed in mm. was no doubt being rubbed in places that neither of us wanted to see <laughs> after 15 hours. <laughs> It kind of did look like the inside of a coffin. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I was 50, mad. Same thing. <laughs> Stick around. You're listening to the Grumpy Gaze. We're going to be doing a fly-by-night quickfire. 